Hello and welcome to Media MD, the podcast where each fortnight we prescribe each other a piece of media that we have somehow missed. I'm Ruben Morehouse. And I'm Elliot Diebold. And this week, Elliot, we're checking back in on uh, Peep Show. So I, I prescribed you Peep Show like two weeks ago it was. Um, yeah. Yeah, how'd you go with it? Yep. Uh, pretty good, I think. I'm halfway through season five. That is pretty good. Is, that is, according to my <laughs> math, exactly halfway through the whole show. You made it to the exact halfway point. Yeah, I. so I and guess... Yeah. That is a kind of spoiler for whether you enjoyed it or not, I would say. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's interesting. It it took me a while to get into it. I think this is one of those shows. I think season one and probably even most of season two, uh, I was watching it more out of obligation to the podcast than actual enjoyment. Mm. Um, and then, I, I don't know, it was almost just like something something clicked or... Or something, but then I I just started really enjoying it. I, I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. Um, Do you remember what the turning t- point episode was for you? Um, oh, I'd probably have to pull up the list. I'm looking through season be. two. So the first episode is the dance class. The second episode is uh, the the racist coworker one. See, the interesting thing is when you say those to me now, I remember them all as funny. <laughs> I, I don't know if it has more to do with me than it does to do so with the strange. show. I because I, I don't think anything in the show changed. So that was something I definitely noticed. Is I started enjoying the show a lot more, but I don't think it had anything to do with the show. I I think it was. I I I don't know if maybe the show. It's you know it's obviously very intense to watch it. Not just because it's a very cringy sort of dark Mm. show yeah and i wonder if maybe it there's just a sort of barrier to entry that's strange because i yeah it's definitely a consistent show so i I would say it's probably just getting into the 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 style of it i suppose although one thing i've noticed is 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 the first season is like (laughs) since it's what 2003 the first season is kind of (laughs) low-res compared to the rest of the show (laughs) Oh, I mean, you know, I go back and watch stuff like Stargate, which is 98, and so that's that's not something I have too much of a problem mm. with. Mm, um, I'm used to that. But no, you definitely... Th- there's just something different about this, the sort of... I guess it's partially the fashion and, and stuff as well. You can just tell these things are dated. Mm. You know, and especially uh, there's one there was one scene in the episode I was just watching um, uh, before we started recording where uh, Jeremy goes into a... Um, it looks like an electronics store and, and there's all the ad- advertisements for like new DVDs and like, you know, the new Nintendo DS and stuff <laughs> that really, ju- really just dated the episode. Yeah. Fair. Fair enough. Um, yeah, it, it's, well, it, it does kind of feel like that, especially with like some of the things Jez is, is more involved in because he is the one who would be more into the kind of contemporary culture, but because of his character, I think, and the fact that he's such a loser, the more out of date it gets, the more it just kind of paints him as a loser, which I think it kind of means it ages over time. Yeah, that's fine. I hadn't even thought of that. You're right. I, I had just been reading Jeremy as, as an out-of-touch loser, but you're right. It was probably meant to be more contemporary when it was being made in 2003. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it, 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 uh, the, the comedy actually builds up over time in a very strange yeah. way. Um, yeah, so, well, let, let's talk about what you thought, because I, I know you kind of said that you were going to have trouble with with the cringy aspects of it. Did that yeah. happen? Not 
Not so much, actually. Like there, I think, I think the only moment I had to full on pause it was um, I think you brought it up uh, two weeks ago. It was the boat episode when yeah. he when he started e- eating the dog. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> for, if you I, haven't, I <laughs> if you haven't watched up to season four of Peep Show. You should not listen to this next part because this is <laughs> an episode that is personally I love it, but every time I, I, I watch it, it it's be... so much. Um, yeah, I'd probably put it down as the as my favorite one that I've seen so far because it really just took everything that the show does to eleven. Let me give you a little bit of the plot summary on Wikipedia. <clears throat> Jez takes Mark on a stag weekend on a rented canal boat. They go to a pub where they meet two sisters, Aurora and Lucy, and their father. Jez wants to have sex with Aurora while Lucy becomes attracted to Mark. Jez accidentally kills Aurora's dog, Mummy, <laughs> which is great. When Mark discovers Mummy in a bin, they try to burn the dog, but it does not burn properly, and Jez puts the remains in a plastic bag. Jez brings it to Aurora's boat. Pretending it is turkey, he starts to eat Mummy. <laughs> And the simplicity of these sentences kind of underlies this, like, escalation theme that goes throughout the episode where Jess accidentally kills this dog and is trying desperately to hide the evidence and just keeps getting put in these situations where he has to, like, he tries to burn it, that doesn't work, and so he, like, he's carrying it off in a bag to to throw it in the trash when he runs into the sister. And she's like, what have you got in the bag? And he's like, nothing, and he tries to dispose of it, he tries to drop it and just walk away, but it doesn't work. And so eventually it gets to a point where they're on the boat and she's like trying to figure out what's in the bag. And he's just like, it's just turkey. We were roasting turkey. And then he, he starts eating it. And it's just like, oh my God, I can't watch this. And uh, my favorite bit is when he's like, oh, Mark, you would also love a piece of turkey. And he tries to give it to David Mitchell's character. <laughs> and and David Mitchell's like, oh, you know, I- I'm good. I don't really feel like any turkey. And he's like, no, you would love to have some turkey. We're in this together. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and and that's kind of what it is like a lot. I mean, it's interesting. They yeah. they do kind of cover each other a lot. It's, uh, I want to come back to what I was talking about in the first episode, which is this weird toxic yeah. relationship. Um, I would say like half of the episodes involve them fighting over something, but they always seem to kind of make up and just, yeah. They will sort of, yeah, the second that their interests, you know, sort of aren't aligned, they'll stab each other in the back, but they are also willing to do things for each other sort of for no reason if that makes sense like yeah like like, 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 immediate um, personal gain which is not something they they would do for anyone else (laughs) no and 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 it's sort of like they will yeah they will go out of their way to to help the other yeah you're right for for completely selfless reasons unless there's even the slightest thing going on in their own life that means they can't (laughs) Um, they'll like sell each other out immediately for the slightest things (laughs) It's yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's weird. You get the, this vibe from them that, I mean, their backstory is that they were like college roommates or college friends or something. Um, yeah. And you get the sense the that they've just kind of fucked brothers. up all their connections except for this one. And so they're kind of like, <laughs> they're desperate to keep it going, but they don't really give a shit. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's it's their fall it's for both of them it's kind of like their fallback hmm. like the second they get a taste of something better they they run off chasing that yeah uh, but yeah you're right it, it's it's a very interesting um like i think because on on netflix as i was watching it uh like the description is like you know essentially a take on the um on the sort of buddy sitcom hmm. and, and i was thinking 
it both is and is and it isn't. You know, they they flip flip that around so often. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a really accurate description. Yeah, but then there's um. So so one of the main plots that happens throughout the first few seasons of the show is is Mark starting to kind of flirt with and then date an office coworker and then they end up eventually getting married. Um, and, and Jeremy's constantly well, yeah, because Mark doesn't actually love her. Yeah, and Jeremy is actually trying to get him to do the right thing. Yeah, and it's this weird it's this weird thing where Jeremy is this kind of piece of shit, but he also has this childlike naivety, and he's like he actually does kind of want to try and help his friend. He just doesn't really yeah. know how to do that at all. <laughs> hmm. I mean, there was also, obviously, I mean, as as sort of comes up in the actual wedding episode, hmm. uh, you know, Jeremy also relies on Mark to do everything around the house. And yeah, if Mark yeah. moves out, he's kind of screwed. Yeah, but, that, um, that plot it, point kind of comes up multiple, multiple times throughout the show. <laughs> yeah, it does. But um, but it, do- it, like, it doesn't seem to be his motivation for trying to, get him to call off the wedding with Sophie, at least for most of mm. most of the time he's trying to do it. Yeah. And and you, you would know because uh, so much of the show is just the two of them. They're, they're sort of their thought processes. Mm. I, I don't know, the what like the voice in their head, I guess. You get sort of their internal monologue. Yeah, there's one thing that we didn't mention, or I, I didn't mention during the first part is the the show also has their internal monologue kind of narrating it as it goes um yeah not you know not super consistently i've i've got kind of scrubs-esque in the amount of internal monologuing there is between mark and jeremy yeah i think that's fair obviously the style of the internal monologues is very different oh yeah, the yeah. daydream sequences but um yeah um, no, it's um I, I actually as i was watching um the first sort of comparison that I instantly drew to this show, it reminded me a bit of Always Sunny just because it's full of characters you don't like. Yeah. Um, but I was mostly actually getting a Flight of the Concords vibe. Um, yeah, that's a good comparison, mostly, actually. I didn't think of that. Uh, especially when I wasn't enjoying it as much. As I was watching season one, I was thinking of it as a as a sort of worse version of Fight of the Concords. And now mm. I haven't watched Fight of the Concords recently enough to probably make a better call on that now that I've gotten into the show more. But um mm. it, it it's it's kind of similar in that it's it's these two idiots and they sort of support each other but they don't and they're yeah. socially awkward. Like, uh, yeah, it, 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 yeah, they're no, very similar Fight of the Concords is like a more kind of wholesome version of Peep Show, I would yeah. say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. I, I um, never made that comparison, but it totally works. Yeah, they're very kind of the the way that the two characters kind of interact with each other, but will then kind of go off and do their own thing and maybe betray each other, but yeah. always kind of come back to each other. Mm. Um, and I mean, yeah, the point of view shots as well. At first, I found them kind of too off putting. Like, I, I and I knew <laughs> that that was exactly they were achieving their goal. Um, yeah. In fact, my, my girlfriend actually came in and, and started watching a bit, and then she left because she started to get a bit motion sick. Like, she doesn't like shaky cam. Oh, yeah. Um, things like, like Blair Witch Project or Cloverfield. Mm. And she, she watched a bit of Peep Show, and then she was like, no. Nah. Can't do it. Yeah. 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 Um, I, but it, it, it's, a, it, yeah, it's, a, it's exactly like what you were saying last time. It, it help, really helps bring you into it and makes it more intimate, which because everything's built around how awkward and terrible uh mark and jeremy are just makes the cringe comedy 
that much worse. Yeah, I think that the third episode of season one, the, the very th- the third episode of the show, it's there's these sex scenes. Mark has a sex scene with with a young girl, and uh, and and Jeremy oh, yeah. has a sex scene with their <laughs> next door neighbor. And this is the moment where the, the actual like point of view shots landed to me as like also this is why they're doing that is because it brings you so close to the people that they're having sex with and it like really emphasizes how awkward and terrible both of these situations are <laughs> it's and it's like oh my god and then you get the reverse I, perspective shot where the where the young girl is looking at mark as he's having sex with her and it's just yeah like, ah, <laughs> i can't i hate um, this yeah, uh, there's another one. I think it's an episode or two after that where um, Tony, the next-door neighbor, mm. is she she's having all these issues with her ex-husband who's also named Tony, um, mm. yeah. and yeah. she starts giving him a hand job, and the whole thing, and they're having this conversation while she's giving him a hand job, and the whole thing's from his perspective, and it's sort of it. The action is sort of just off camera, mm. but they've got all the sound effects, and yeah. it's it's <laughs> it's. It's disgusting. Yeah, and it's so really well. a show that that excels at making the viewer uncomfortable, doesn't it? Yeah, it yeah it does. Um, in a good way. Well, yeah. I mean, I I yeah. I, this is a this is the kind of show where it's like I recommended this to you, Elliot, because I've sent you lots of cringe videos and you send me cringe videos sometimes. So I kind of know this is the kind of thing that you'll probably enjoy. But this is a show that you probably shouldn't introduce to people unless you think they're going to enjoy this kind of stuff because otherwise they will think you're a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely... This is something where you've you've got to know someone pretty well and then know they'll be into it before you, you bring it to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, Exercise caution isn't... with this one. So how many times did you have to stop watching it mid-episode? Yeah. No, like I said, it was just that, it was just that one, just the the one, one where he started eating, eating the dog. For um, reference, that's most season four, uh, season four, episode five, five? holiday. Yeah, mm. yeah. That the the rest of it. Yeah, I guess I just managed to battle through. I think I think maybe just because I was getting flooded with it, so mm. so you, I was it just kind of bro- wore off. I was broken. No, not that it lost its impact because I don't feel like it lost its impact, but more that I. I was just I had the momentum I guess and the Fair the, the dog dog eating was the only thing that that surpassed that. Momentum. What about okay? Um, the very next episode after that is the episode where Mark and Sophie get married, and that yeah. episode to me, it, it's different to the to the boat to the boat episode, but it's it's so there's so much cringe in this episode. Like it, this one is the one that crying. the most to me is what like watching a train crash in slow motion. <laughs> The bit, the bit where they're both crying as they say, like I do, yeah, is it was very difficult to watch. <laughs> Not the bit where they, where... okay. So again, spoilers for this episode, but uh, the way it plays out is Mark doesn't want to marry Sophie, and the whole episode is him trying to find excuses. Not to marry her, right? Yeah, and in the, it, it kind of climaxes with the wedding happening, and Mark and Jeremy hiding upstairs on this kind of like disused second floor balcony of the church and just kind of hiding and not coming down. And and you see the guests being like, where is he? And you see Sophie come out and and look around and, and you can tell that like he's missing the wedding. He's leaving her at the altar upstairs. And then Jeremy needs to go to the bathroom and yes, (laughs) 
<laughs> and he can't. They can't go down because people will see them. And so Mark tells him to 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 piss himself, and Jeremy does, and it starts leaking through the floorboards, and so people see it and come upstairs and find them. And it's this, like, once it's set in motion, there's just, like, this minute where you and Mark and Jeremy and everybody knows what's going to happen next. And it just plays out, and it's just like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I can't look away from this. It's a disaster. Um, yeah. It's, it's the climax of, a, of an insanely cringy episode to me. One that I also very much love. Yeah. Mm. And the show's full of these um, moments. It's full of moments where you see what's happening and you just can't do anything. You just want to reach to <laughs> yes. the TV and stop it, but you just can't. <laughs> <laughs> and because they just, they make these decisions or they say things like there's the one where Mark starts going to the gym to mm. get away from Sophie. Mm. And then they're trying to get this trainer fired because... Mm. Um, I I think because Jeremy's Jeremy's, Jeremy's kind of jealous of him. this guy, yeah. And so then, and so that they're, they're pretending he did a shit in the pool, which Jeremy actually did do the shit in the pool, which mm-hmm. was not discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, or was discussed, but um, yeah, they were like, no, know, we shouldn't like, actually do that. We can just put a Snickers <laughs> in there or something. <laughs> yeah. And then. And then there's that sort of um moment where it's like, oh, I'll have a chat with him, and Jeremy's like, oh, he's not gonna fire him. What can I do? And so then he's like, oh, Mark, why don't you tell him about what he did to your penis? Yeah. And you just see and it. There's this, you there's see this the thought awkward. process on their face so clearly. And it, you <laughs> yeah. know exactly what's going to happen. You can like. And then it's, like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just that moment where Mark has to. There's, he's sort of sitting there for like 10 seconds and you're just like, don't do it. Don't do it. And then Mark's like, yes, he touched my penis. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then he's in. And then they and, launch into this explanation in front of this guy yeah. of what happened that is just a complete lie. And you can see the, the, the trainer just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting because we do get this narration at times, um, but at times we don't. And it's still, I, I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's a testament to the writing or to the, the kind of, the, the, to, to David Mitchell and Robert Webb playing the characters, but... You, you get to know them so well that you can see their thought processes and you know exactly what's going through their heads as these situations are playing out. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it gives the yeah, show this I, kind I, of inevitability. <laughs> it does. I think it's a testament to both the mm. writing and the acting, yeah, that you, even when the bits when you're, say, getting the narration from one's perspective and looking at the face of the other, you can see what the other one's thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you you just know exactly where it's going, and even when it gets there, you're still shocked. Yeah, yeah, it's weird because a lot of the times it is telegraphed what's going to happen in the episode, but it's I don't know. I, I guess the response I would have is like, "This can't be about to happen. They wouldn't do this. They'll do something yeah. else." <laughs> and then they do do it, and you're like, "They did it," and it's still shocking, even though you knew you thought like this is where it was going, but you just kind of. You had hope, I guess, that the world was better than it is. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so <laughs> that's Peep Show. <laughs> I, whenever I talk about this show, I kind of get bogged down in this, like, talking about the depressing and cringiness of it. But it's actually a pretty funny show. And it's not just funny for the cringe. There is, like, other comedy and jokes in there that, that, that yeah. are funny. Well, there's, there's, there's obviously, like, some situational comedy, which is often cringy, but sometimes just, like... 
it's just funny situations yeah. that they end up in. Yeah. Um, and then there's all, um, I mean, yeah, there, there are like just funny lines that, especially sometimes, um, David Mitchell's sort of wit comes through. Like he, mm. his character Mark will just have some sort of, you know, acerbic, um, you know, just one liner he throws at people when they're being <laughs> idiots and stuff. Yeah, which is always great. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is it's interesting to me because I found out a bit about the show after I'd watched their their previous like sketch comedy shows and those are like just sketch comedy. They're not specifically cringe comedy. Um yeah. And so I wasn't really expecting this which goes as heavily on the cringe side as it does and it's so masterfully done. It's a uh, yeah, this to me is the epitome of cringe comedy just because it it it, it nails it so well. Yeah. Um so yeah, what would you give it What's give it the number, Elliot? Um, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Just cause I'm just trying to wait, wait the fact that you know, for a while it took it took me a while to get in mm, fair into it. Yeah, um, so- but I I I got pretty into it by the end, so I'm probably probably gonna keep watching. Uh, yeah, you should. Allows. It's good. <laughs> it's a good show. Um, yeah. um, I, I'm definitely keen to see. I think the the latest season was was about two two to three years ago now. So yeah, they did this one reunion season in 2015. Yeah, how how things look with a more modern sort of stuff, especially seeing how these two adapt to the concept of smartphones. I'm sure there'll be an episode <laughs> with something to do with that. Um, well, I won't say anything. Uh, yeah, so that's Peep Show, I guess. If, if, if people do want to check it out and they haven't watched it yet, why listen to this episode? But, um, yeah, definitely give it a shot because I, I, I don't think it took me as long to get into it as, as it did you, Elliot, but it's definitely a show that is worth getting into and getting a little bit invested in. And maybe it's just that when you get invested into the characters a bit more, the situations kind of become a bit more real. I don't know. Yeah, possibly. Um, yeah, so if, if you want to let us know what you thought of Peep Show, there's a uh, link to a discussion thread in the comments below where you can, you know, give us your thoughts and let us know what you think. Um, yeah, should we talk about what we're doing next time, Elliot? Well, TBD. TBD, uh, yes. Yeah, so I have great. not decided exactly what I'm bringing yet, so the, um, call it a cliffhanger. Yeah, all right, sure. Catch <laughs> us next time to find out. Um, yeah, Peep Show. I like it. It's a good show. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. All right, man. Right on. (laughs) Catch you next time. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see you next week for surprise recommendation. (laughs) 